0: Okay, good morning everyone. We're gonna learn maybe a little bit shorter because I have to run out. There's a uh, Shiva minion also. If you look out for the information, things got lost over Purim. It's amazing that Ssemsky still have food after Purim because uh, it's hard to think about food today. <coughs> and uh, Howie, thanks for diving. Uh, I don't mean to give a share on Shushan Purim. We're gonna get back to our discussion. But Shushan Purim's the real deal. That's why uh, we we're not just not saying Talk to them, but no l'manaseh, and uh, it's beautiful. Shlomo Zalman Orbach explained that the reason why it's the real deal. You know, we may think of it as an afterthought, but today in Yerushalayim and in, uh, all the walled cities, this is Yerusha, this is uh, this is Purim. The Gemara, the Ran asked the question at the beginning of the Sechus Megillah: Why is it that a holiday of unity is uh, disunited? You know, you have it all broken up between different days. But the bottom line is, uh, we're still connected. And uh, the great halacha that uh, Rav Yashif said, Rav Shlomo Zalman as well, Howard, you okay there with the minions? Okay. That if uh, you don't have, if you didn't have a chance yesterday, you slept through Purim, and you didn't have a chance to give Matamas Lev it's not too late. You actually can still satisfy your chiev and I got all those reminders this morning from uh, people in Yerushalayim. Don't forget, it's not too late. So we actually sent some money to Yerushalayim today. Uh, Reverend White, thank you very much for the excellent share. I, w- I didn't hear it live, but the tape was very good. You're a good educator. And um, what I want to do today is we'll cover the Yarech HaShulchan. What do I mean? So we've been discussing uh, this year how tefillah, is meant to uh, not just be an end in itself. We've been focusing on chakras, we could do this at other filos as well, maybe we'll get up to it at some point. But is, is in the morning is meant to uh, help calibrate the way we behave the rest of the day. From the moment you leave shul till uh, you go to sleep at night, but especially while you're at work, assuming you go to work. And everybody works in one way or the other, just by driving the car, playing basketball, you know, you're know, you involved in the world. So. What I wanted to do is we'll start with the Ar HaShon this week. I'm just going to give you some highlights and then maybe next time we'll look a little bit at the Mishnah Brura how these uh, relatively contemporary postkim took this message home. And you get a sense of how many halachos apply, halachos that we may not necessarily uh, think apply apply every single day to our lives and that what I've been trying to show and will reinforce today that part of uh, davening is to think about the day ahead, how we're we going to handle these many issues. You'll notice that uh, when we go through this, you're going to see a number of psukim from Parshish Kedoshim. You'll see also from Mishpatim. These are Parshish, as I always say, they seem a little bit all over the place, chas v'shalom, but in many ways they reflect the, the busyness of life, the daily life popping from one thing to the next. So if you look in the Yarech and I'm just going straight today, very easy. And we're not going to read through all of it, but I gave you certain uh, highlights. (coughs) Steve Fox came, I think, to make sure I end on time, but now I see he left. Okay. So the Aruch HaShulchan in Aruch Ha'am Kufnun Vav tells us the following. I just wanted to reinforce this, because we never really... I've I've been holding on to this Aruch HaShulchan for a while. He says, It's actually a good job. It's a good idea to have a job. Okay, now it's obviously an oversimplified statement, if that's the only statement that I showed you. We've been discussing the balance between Amunah and And what he tells us is we're supposed to teach our kids a job. Now, if you're in a, I guess there was a certain, right in a certain time, it went from generation to generation. If you were a farmer, Rabbi Weil, I assume that uh, at a certain point, they sent the kids off to college, but probably for many generations, if your father was a farmer, you were a farmer. That was learning the trade from a very young age. If not, you get a little, uh, you feel it in the tush, or in the back, whatever you want to say. So we say over here, Right? You know what job you teach your kid? If you don't get them ready for, you have taught them a job. I had some people they came yesterday dressed as Purim as, uh, that was a the job. They're in prison right prisoners thieves it's nice to dress up like that but what happened you know that's what you, they say i'm putting me dress up when you really want to be so those guys I'm going to be very careful shaking their hands but uh, at least yesterday they were behaving okay so you basically even if you don't mean it you're going to end up cutting corners and doing things differently you'll be a thief and then it's interesting vocamato and bazet loma sha umnis who Be Zaya. people somehow have an impression that by working it's uh it's degrading now i want to turn this around by the way and we shouldn't think today because i know the culture has been so strong you shouldn't think that somebody who's learning is degrading you know a lot of people who are working is saying what are these guys sitting and uh, getting splinters for so you always could elevate yourself by putting down other people it's all has to be in balance and then we know and we could give you a whole long list of Tanayim and Amarayim who had jobs, all different types of jobs, not just working on Wall Street, but also cutting, uh, not cutting wood. So we should be proud to work, we should be proud to learn. Now the Aruch HaShulchan tells us, he goes on, and he says there's certain popular types of sins that are going to come up in your daily work. And what I'm going to do now for the next few minutes, I'm really just going to, I'm not giving you the whole essay. We're going to go through uh, some of the points that I have in bold. If you look down in the middle of the second paragraph, lo yishakir af b'cholshehu, you realize why this is one of the first things that he's going to emphasize, that you shouldn't lie. Afilu b'cholshehu, even a little bit. Now, what he's talking over here is not just a little lie, white lie. He means even a little lie, even a lie with a little bit of a commodity, of a b'cholshehu. Maybe it's not really going to cost you much. You know, a guy could be in business, and he says, listen, I'll rip off... I, he's not going to say I'm going to rip off, but I, there's a certain price structure, which is a very complicated area in halacha, that you really, if you're an owner of a business, for example, you're not supposed to charge a certain amount more than uh, fair market value, even over how much you get from it. How this fits into the world, because today we kind of look at things different. we think we look at things differently, that the market determines the price, it's not so clear. Anybody who opens a business has to really sit down and figure out what's the price. So without getting into all the details now, because I'm not going to be able to settle all these issues, but let's say a person, you know, you're allowed to charge, let's say, a sixth more than, than you paid for it. I'm just giving you a number. So you decide, listen, you're going to do a penny more than a sixth. You do that to, uh, you know, you have 100,000 customers, you know, over the course of a week. I don't know, that's probably a lot, but okay, those pennies add up. It's only a kol shehu. Maybe technically each one that you're taking isn't even a chiv of stealing because chiv of stealing, you know, from Torah law has to be a certain level. But you're still a shakran. You hear? So that's the point. You can come up with justifications. And then he goes on, which is very important Allah. halacha, anyone who's going to deal in business, business doesn't just mean retail. It means rabbinate also. It means uh, farmer also. It means uh, Uber driver also whatever business that you're in. So you may think sometimes that you get frustrated. We may, not may think. We get frustrated by people. Our customers aren't always the nicest. Wholesalers aren't always the nicest. It's not hard to lose your temper. This is going to be a big issue. So therefore, you have to keep in mind, you shouldn't uh, insult people. I mean, some people's middle name is insult, but you, you can't insult people. And right? And you can't make people, uh, you can't be angered. Now, what some of the other commentaries put in here, which, which the Archa Shulchan happens not to mention, is the issue of nicknames. You know, a lot of times in the, in the business setting, people have nicknames. So which you know, one guy could be slowy, you know, slow guy, you know, you're always the slow guy. Another guy could be shorty. But you know, there are particular insults relating to work. You know, you take lunch all day or whatever your name is. So you have to, listen, you could fire a guy, there was a book a number of years ago. It all fits in La Lacha. Did you read the book from good to great? So it's a very interesting book about business. You know, it talks about if, if a guy, one of your employees is going to come over to you and says, I resign, and you say, ah, Baruch Hashem, you probably shouldn't be working for you because your relationship's not going to last too long. Now, sometimes out of me, does the person's been working for you for a certain amount of time. Well, you know that he has a family, so you're going to keep them along. But then they have to work hard. So these are, this is what ends up coming up, I, I'm trying to just uh, show you, in the Aracha Shokan, this is the simon under Hilchos Beis HaKnesses of Hilchos Masa Matan. So everyone knows their own personal challenges during the day, you know your own personal workers, employers, employees, pe- people at home that you deal with, your tefillah is going to be calibrated differently based on who you're thinking about. So I'll just give you a few other examples, know yourself, this is down to Sif Hei. Even though we were all created by Hashem, some of us are going to be different. Now, some of, us, some of it's going to be based on the way we were raised. Some of it's going to be based on our own nature. Right? There are certain people, they have... How do you want to translate Ragzan, Rabbi White? They're rogues. They're angers. They're, 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 uh, they're people who are enraged more. That's their natural way to go. There are people that are softer of heart. Now, that doesn't mean the person who is a, a ragzon, does, he's done for life. You know, according to Chazal, Moshe Rabbeinu was actually a ragzon. It's based on a Chazal and a medrash. It's not clear it's actually a medrash, but it's brought down by the Tverish Yisrael that people wanted to see the great Moshe Rabbeinu. Someone drew a picture of his face. It probably never existed, but either way, the Tverish Israel brings us down. And they saw that Moshe was an angry man. Inside, you can think about all he went through, Michael, in his life. But at the end, he was able to work on his midos. So that's what, angry management. So this is what the Yarecha Shulchan is saying. Yesh, so there are people who are ragzan. There are others that are rachalev. Yesh Baal There are those that are very, uh, they claim to be modest all the time. That, right? There's nothing like being more arrogant than saying I'm the most modest person. You win the award for modesty. That's a Baal rachman. And he goes on to explain, there are people who are miserly, there are people, so what's the goal? The goal is to say in front of court, what could I do? I'm angry. I'm, I'm a balgaiva." That's not the answer. If you look down Basikhlo, you have to use intellectual tools, With gabir Gaber Al to overrule, to, to conquer, Ezehu Gibor, Altivo. Right, this is one of the greatest challenges for a Jew. It's a great challenge for everyone. you try to balance and have your Yetzitov, beat your Uksivah And ultimately the goal is to emulate Hashem, Mahu Rahu, Going down the Aracha HaShuch, and we're going to make it through the whole Simon, says maybe you need guidance at times. Right, None of us uh, could do it on our own. Hopefully, if, if you're blessed with a good spouse or the memory of a good spouse, to calm yourself down, but also to connect to Chachamim. There's a special mitzvah in the Torah of Devekus b'chachamim, of clinging to Chachamim. If not to Chachamim, the Rambam says, then the students of Chachamim. This is not for the purposes of Talmud Torah. That is, that is one of the reasons you have Chachamim, but to give you the Torah guidance as far as behavior. Right And much of the Torah guidance, what the Arach HaShulchan is taking away here, and many others are taking away the teachings of the Rambam, where the Rambam tries, to, to, who tells us, to find the middle path. Don't go to an extreme. We're not just talking about in religious behavior, but in our midos. Then we throw in a very beautiful halacha in Sif Zion. The Arach HaShulchan reminds us during the day, don't forget about the mitzvah of Yehach HaRach this may allow us to maybe give some people breaks. You know, we all wake up sometimes on the wrong side of the bed. Maybe a worker, maybe your boss, something tough to happened at home. Or, you know, from the IRS or from wherever, wherever it took place. Try to imagine if you were having a tough day, once in a while, you know, 365 days a year, how would you want to be treated? Now, very tricky what you have in CFS, as well as in tests, which I covered, I skipped, and Sifyud is the idea of tochacha? It says, I told you a lot of this comes from Pasha Kedoshim, it says, We're not, you're supposed to correct someone. We're not just talking about somebody who works for you, or especially if you're an employee, you better be careful to correct your boss too much, you're not going to have a job the next day. But in general, let's say you're working with someone, and you see that they're not behaving properly. You know, they may be cutting off a little bit. What do they say, skimming off the top? Or uh, maybe they're working on their anger. So it's our responsibility to correct them. We're not supposed to just stand by and say, hey, listen, this guy ends up getting fired. It's a better job for me. We are Now we know that the Gemara tells us, I'm just, I'm summarizing over here, so much of what the, it's incredible what the Arach HaShulchan is throwing in here, pages and pages of Gemara. Not everybody knows how to give tochacha, right? That's what the Gemara says. Not, definitely not everybody knows how to receive tochacha, but it doesn't mean that we, it's a misunderstanding. People say, okay, so therefore we never try to correct people, at least your own family, at least somebody that you're a friend with. So this becomes sometimes a responsibility. I get these calls sometimes as a rabbi someone sees their friend behaving in a certain way. You know why they're calling me? Because they want me to call a guy and talk to the person. They don't, want to, they don't want to speak to the person. Now, if I end up speaking to the person, very often the whole thing festers, because this guy spoke lush and hurry about the guy. You didn't have the guts to speak to me and my child, and the rabbi's gonna clean up everybody's mess. So you gotta, sometimes that happens in a lot of different areas. Someone tells me, I'll give you an extreme example. They think some, I mean, this is really extreme example, but they say, they think somebody's beating up somebody in the family. Rabbi, take care of the problem. How am I going to take care of the problem? It's very sensitive. I tell them, go to the police. I don't want to go to the police. We didn't see anything. We only heard about something. And even if we did, they won't like us anymore. So this idea of tochacha is such a big discussion during the day. So part of what we've been trying to show is, this is part of what tefillah is in the morning. Like, how do I deal with all these challenges? I'm just going to give you a few more. Now, the Shulchan Aruch reminds us, this is the Aruch HaShulchan. And the Aruch HaShulchan says, We've been discussing this in the Medrash here. There's a special population. You know, we want to say everybody's treated equally. Not necessarily true. Yusomim and Almanos, people that are widows, and Almanos are supposed to be given special treatment. They have a closer relation with Hashem. Rabbi Fescai Levinstein says, That means Yusomim and Almanos. So we're supposed to give them... Special treatment, special sensitivity. person in Shalom loses a loses a relative, then they come in 20 days later and they, ha, they don't have their job. It's terrible, right? So as much as we want to be equal to everyone, we're not supposed to be equal to everyone. There are people that need special treatment. There has to be a balance, of course. The, uh, in Sifu Gimel, we're almost there. If it was as easy as said, it would be a lot easier. The Rabbi tells us, prepare exayim mehilchus deus, I'miragel bechaverah over below. Say why we need the Rambam to teach us this? is in the Torah that you can't speak and hara. Now you can't speak and hara. Now this becomes a very sensitive issue at a job because let's say you're working f- very nice. Let's say very nice. Let's say you um, you can't speak and hara at a job, but let's say I have a guy who works for me, and it's my responsibility to report to the boss. So all of a sudden the guy is going to say, listen, Rabbi, I mean, you know, Yanko, how could you rat on me? It's Lashon Hara. Okay, there's certain Lashon Hara that's not Lashon Hara, because it's part of your business arrangements. We're talking over here when it's not allowed, right? There's certain times. The, the Yarecha Shulchan says sometimes by not speaking Lashon Hara, you're going to have to kill people. I know that somebody's going to kill somebody. I say, I'm not going to call the police because it's Lashon Hara. Or I know someone God but is abusing someone. Now I'm going to be quiet. You know what it says in the passage? Right afterwards. So the the, the nitziv said, don't use Lashon Hara as an excuse and you'll end up seeing people get hurt. The problem is, most people, they speak, many people speak Lashon Hara when they shouldn't and they don't speak Lashon Hara when they should. There's a lot to daven for, and then the last paragraph, which is an incredible paragraph, which is so basic to the way we interact with people, or many people interact, is revenge and a grudge. You know what? What's the difference between a revenge and a grudge? Revenge. The Gemara gives a classic example. I, I, Yonke goes over to Barrow one day and he says, "Lend me your hammer." You know, they're dealing these were Jews and they still knew how to build things. Not in my family, right? Let, give me, you know, uh, my neighbor, you're a very handy guy, right? So I say, Glenn, do me a favor. I knock on your door. I say, lend me a hammer. I say, Bam, no way. No way in the world am I giving you a hammer. I see what you do when you lift a hammer. So then, sure enough, the next day, you come to me, because you know I have all these tools that I don't do anything with them. And I say, absolutely not. You didn't give to me. I'm not going to give to you. You see what's going to happen to the dis... It's not just the action. These are going to be two neighbors that will never talk to each other. We'll never eat together. We'll never, you know, have a party together. And, it just happened and I forgot. what's that? It just happened and I forgot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the The other thing is exact, That's what it means to grudge. What's bearing a grudge? Bearing a grudge is yesterday. You son of a gun, you didn't lend me your hammer, but I'm going to lend you my thing. But every time you touch that thing, you should feel guilt because you're a nasty guy and I'm a nice guy. Now, these are extremes, but you know how these things happen. The 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 Saktanas, the Medra says, that happens even in families, in marriages, between husbands and wives. Yesterday, you know, people keep lists together. We all know the list. I'm gonna take the kids even though you didn't take the kids. So we gotta be careful. It It could blow out of proportion. And then finally, at the end, Baruch Hashem, will finish this. At the very end, the Arch says something. He says, I can't spell it all out. I can't spell out everything that we should be diving for in order to make our days more productive. Because, Yesh Midos Rabbis Tobos, this is Sifyid Zayin Veros, we have I love when someone says that. Like a great rabbi he says, I can't spell out everything. As much as I gave you, I try to give you the highlights, but there are going to be many more things that come up. So, uh, if anybody got nasty yesterday during Purim, you don't remember what you did. We we grant mechila, but we should go on, of course, uh, part of that theme of Purim is we should be a unified community. And the way we sometimes express unity is how well we're able to function together.